0: Well, um, we have been doing this series. I think today is week five. I'm going to share with you guys on demons and demonic activity. And I say this each time; it's not something you always hear every week. And I know our every, at every church, or whatever, but it's something we need to talk about. And I also just want to say that not everything is a spirit. Okay, I know we're emphasizing it right now because it's the topic of conversation. But not everything is a spirit because. We can't cast out the flesh, and you can't disciple a, a demon, okay? If it's a demon, you can't disciple it out. If it's the flesh, you you can't command it to, to leave. So you're still going to have your flesh to deal with. You're still going to have your stuff, to just, but sometimes it's more than just flesh. Sometimes there's actually a spirit involved, and if there is, we need help with that. Amen. So I have some lists of stuff I'm going to show you today. It's going to be more, it might feel like a classroom setting. In some ways, you might want to have no paper to take notes. And uh, I want you to think of this. Not not everybody that is uh, grumpy, grouchy, and mean is necessarily the only candidates for those who need deliverance. Okay? Um, Holly needed deliverance. And she's one of the sweetest ladies that I know. And she needed it because she had issues in fear. And I asked her beforehand so you can relax. She said I can share it. Um, Issues with fear. Um, Shyness was one of the names of her, the spirits that were cast out of her. Shyness. Who would have thought, right? Well, I've always been shy. Is that what God wants you to, how he wants you to stay? Now, I'm just, just putting that out there. So, um, so when you're thinking, you're hearing these lists today and reading them, easily you think of your neighbors and other people, and and, and you know, I do too. You know, I like, oh yeah, gosh, that guy, he definitely could use a few of these to help here, but um, really it's a truth that we know that sets us free, amen. So I want you to be open to the possibility that there might be something going on in your life that God wants to set you free from. So if you look at this series uh, called Free Indeed, and um, last week, we looked at the seven sons of Sceva. We looked at the fortune-telling slave girl from Acts 16. We looked at Paul, King Saul, excuse me, visiting a medium after the Prophet Samuel died. And we looked at some of the, the points from that. But today, I'm going to start out with a funny story. One of my, uh, my, my very first experience with demonic activity. Now, mom remembers this story differently than I do, but I got the mic, so I get to tell it the way I remember it. So, um... We're at my, we're, uh, I was still in Bible college, living at home with mom and dad. The Bible college is in the same town as my, where my parents lived. So, um, we had, Robin and I had our, ba- our bedroom set up in the basement. And mom and dad were upstairs and Robin was already, uh, they're here today. Welcome mom and my brother here today. And, uh, Robin was already married and gone off. And so we were having a, a prayer meeting downstairs with myself and some of my friends and, um, this one, guy, we had worship music. on. Um, we're going around praying for each other, laying hands each other. And my friend Dave just decided to lay on the floor while he's worshiping. I said, all right, cool, just lay down. And so he's laying on the floor. And after a while, worship music going on, he starts moving and acting kind of funny. And I I mean, I never, just, he's a pretty normal dude. I mean, he's on our basketball team. We've been friends for a while. Never seen him do that before. And he's laying on his back. <coughs> Next thing you know, he starts shaking violently and moving around. And I'm just like, Wondering if he's having like a seizure or something because I mean, I never saw this before, and then he just kept doing it and doing it for a while. And I started backing up a little bit, like, Oh, geez, what's going on here? And uh, I knew, but I like, I didn't want to know, you know, do you you know what I mean? You see it, you know, but it's like you don't, you wish you weren't there, or you anyway. So, anyway, uh, he's doing this on the floor, and I'm looking at my friends, they're looking at me because it's my house, and um. So uh it's getting a little noisy and my mother um hearing the noise upstairs and so she's upstairs, she yells down, Hey Ryan, what are you guys doing down there? I said, Nothing mom, just prayer time, worship time. Well ma'am keep it it sounds like you're trying to cast out a demon or something. I'm like well, we are, Mom. Actually, that is what we're doing. She goes, "Oh, well, well, can you try to keep it down? Like we're we're trying. We are trying to keep it down, and get it out. But um, we did command that spirit to leave. My friend Dave, and he had an amazing encounter with God after that. He actually shook and trembled after that for uh, hours. But it was different this time. This time, the peace of Jesus was on him. It wasn't this. Really scary looking thing it was before. And we literally had to carry him back to his dorm room that night and load this big six foot three, 200 something pound guy up on the top bunk, uh, roll him up there and just lay him there and leave him. And then he still kept doing this like he was playing guitar and just saying, Holy, 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 holy. Just kept saying it over and over and over. He was in the throne room having this encounter with God that lasted for hours. Felt like seconds to him, it was hours and hours. And when he woke up the next morning, He was a different person. Every school teacher, every person, to this day, I can ask him about that. And he's just like, that totally changed my life. Totally changed my life. So that was my very first experience in that. And I loved the fruit. I um, didn't necessarily love some of the other parts of it (coughs) because it made me feel uncomfortable. But um, God wants us to do things sometimes that we might not be comfortable doing. Amen. Deliverance is actually a ministry of love. It's not a ministry of comfort. It's a ministry of love. But when you see the fruit afterwards, it's amazing. So I want to go through, we're going to look at three things today. We're going to look at um, different types of demons mentioned in the Bible. We're going to look, take a closer look at how demons gain access in people's lives. And we're going to look at possible signs that a demon may be influencing you. Okay? Everybody okay? I said Maybe. All right, I don't mean it judgmentally. I, I'm only doing this for one reason: it's because we all need help yeah. in life, and and, we're, and life is challenging enough without having these little critters around sometimes tormenting us. And you just think it's just your personality, or you're just like your grandmother, just like your grandfather, when it might be something different. Amen. And commanding a demon to leave is just like I command you to leave in Jesus' name, and poof, and it's like you are gone, you know. So uh, one of the, there's many different types of spirits mentioned in the Bible. This is point one, and, uh, in Luke tw- Luke 7:21 says, "For in that very hour he cured many of infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirits, and and to many blind he gave sight." So here we see them called evil spirits. In Isaiah 61:3, it's called they're called um, a spirit of heaviness. In Acts 10:38. It's, uh, we'll read this to you, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed for, uh, by the devil, for God was with him. So we can have an oppressive spirit. There's spirits of divination we looked at last week from Acts 16. The lady was fortune telling. There's seducing spirits. I'll show you this in First Timothy 4.1. Now the spirit speaketh expressively, that in the later times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits the doctrines of demons, or doctrines of devils. It's really not, it's really not translated well it's saying devils. There's only one devil, but there's demons, so doctrines of demons. There's also unclean spirits. In Mark 5, we looked at that story the first week, how the guy in the Gadarenes was there. He is called unclean spirits. We see deaf and dumb spirits. Actually, the person that was having epileptic seizures, that got delivered from Jesus, delivered them from a demon, the Bible. And when Jesus commanded the spirit to leave, said, you deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to leave him and not, not to return. And that boy was healed. didn't say he was deaf or dumb, just said he was having these seizures. But that's what happened with this guy. There are spirits of fear listed in the Bible. And we look at Second Timothy 1, 7. Everyone knows this first. God didn't give you a spirit of fear. We keep them around as pets sometimes. Keep them around as part of our identity sometimes. But God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? Just saying. Hey, just listen. I went through this already. So, I, I mean, I had fear was the biggest thing on my list. And I thought, honestly, when I started ministering to people and God started using me to have people get healed physically, and people started telling me about um, inner healing and deliverance, I was like, ah, inner healing, man, that stuff's for sissies. I don't need that. I'm good. And then when I started going through it, I was so broken and messed up in so many ways and fear was a, uh, a, one of the biggest things on my list of spirits I had to deal with. Fear was probably the biggest thing on there. And I, but I was in denial. I had no clue. There's spirits of jealousy listed in the Bible. There's a lying spirit in the Bible, perverse spirit, prideful spirit, spirit of infirmity. The woman who's been over 18 years, remember that story? <coughs> Excuse me. There's a spirit of the Antichrist, a spirit of error, a spirit of stupor which we see in the world today. We see all these in the world today. But that one seemed to be highlighted right now for some pretty stupid things. But uh, just saying. Anyway, and, uh, and I believe there's many others in the Bible that are necessarily called that spirit, but they're implied in the Bible. For example, a spirit of poverty or poverty spirit. We see that in the Bible. And the Bible clearly lists poverty as a curse. It's not a sign of humility. It's not a sign that you're holy. It's a sign of a curse, Okay. Poverty, not talking, about, not talking about someone just being poor, but being so poor you can't even feed yourself or your family or take care of stuff. That's not God. It's never going to be God. Now, I'm not saying anything harsh about the person that's found in, found in dire straits. That's why the church is here to help people, build them up. But as far as the call of God in their life and his plan for their life, it's to prosper them, not to hurt them, to give a hope and a future. Amen? You read the Bible in Deuteronomy 28, poverty is a curse. Marriage is split from poverty. Homes are destroyed because of poverty, aren't they? All right, another thing listed in the Bible, not necessarily named this way, but it's implied is the spirit of death or suicide, murder, and things like that. So I believe these spirits get their names from their assignments. Because there isn't this page you can turn to in the Bible and it lists every demon spirit in there. But there's also isn't a page in there you can see every list of names of angels in there. We know there's Michael and Gabriel and stuff like that, but there's, not, there's no list of their names. So I believe they get their names from their assignments, what they're assigned to do in our life. And it's our job to discern what these assignments are, these attacks are, what the attachments are to us so we can command them to be broken in Jesus' name. If you believe you can go through this life untouched by the enemy, you're deceived. I'm just telling you because I love you. If you think you can just go through life and it's just going to be, well, I'm, I'm exempt from these things, it just this isn't true. So I also believe there's some demons not listed in the Bible or even implied in the Bible, but they're uh, just from personal experience, things I've seen. In 2003 or 4 we were living in uh, Boone, and we, had, we were at our house. We had some friends over, and this couple, they're going through some trouble in their marriage, and they asked Holly and I if we'd pray for them, minister to them. So they came over. And uh, they're sharing about some of their struggles and challenges in their marriage and different things that was going on in their family. And I remember um, the lady was sitting on the floor beside me. I was on the couch. She was sitting here. And he was over there. And Holly was there, too. And um, we're just talking. I said, will you pray? I said, okay. So I put my hand on her shoulder. And as soon as I did, I felt like God say, command that fighting spirit to leave her. I was like, okay, I didn't even know there was a fighting spirit, but I'll just do what I'm told, right? That's all you really got to do, amen? That's what Jesus did. So I stopped questioning and trying to figure out reasoning, and, like, I had very little experience in this. I'm like, all right, Father, in Jesus' name, I command this fighting spirit to leave. And boom, instantly I felt this wind just go, like, right up past my nose, like, like this, and up and out of the house, like, instantly. I could barely get the words. I was gone. I was like, whoa, did you feel that? And she was like, yeah, this super heavy thing just lifted off my neck and shoulders. I totally felt that. And the, the, per- the guy that was there, her husband, was like, oh, man, I didn't feel anything. <laughs> he was kind of bummed. He was glad that it left, but he was bummed he didn't feel it. And I wasn't asking to feel it, but I just tell you, I did. All right? There's many spirits I've commanded to leave. I felt nothing except for internal peace that it was taken care of. But that time I did. So I want to show you some uh, other examples from a book uh, called Pigs in the Parlor by Frank and Ida May Hammond. Um, this is an okay book. I think parts of it are quite legalistic, just to be honest with you. But I think the the actual demon list of topics in there and the, the, the cluster or the groupings of these demon spirits um, are something to consider and look at. So it's a pretty big list. We're going to work kind of quickly. Oh, wow. That looks a little... Okay, that's just the intro, right? All right, go to the next part. Next page. There we go. Okay. So, <coughs> so there's a few of these. I'm not gonna read them all. This is where I invited you to have note paper. Not for your neighbor, but uh for yourself. But uh under bitterness is the is the actual category, but under bitterness could be resentment, hate hatred, unforgiveness, and so on. So the top one is the is the top category um in each one. And rebellion, self-will stubbornness, disobedience anti-submissiveness these all can be spirits I can get this to you too if you need it, um, strive, contention bickering, arguing, quarreling, fighting control, possess- possessiveness dominance, witchcraft go to the next page there's 51 uh, sections so I'm going to just take a little, about 5 minutes or so, just go through these um, retaliation you ever see that? You hit me, I'll hit you back. You know, if someone does something new, I'm going to get revenge on them. Oh, they're going to pay. They mess with me. Look at the Hatfields and McCoys. You think they got some retaliation going on there? Back then, yeah. Destruction, spite, accusation, judging, criticism, insecurity, loneliness, timidity, shyness, inadequacy, ineptness. <laughs> under jealousy is the, is the heading of the first one, and suspicion, distrust. You look at these words and you see a pattern, and um, the pattern is negativity, destruction, la- uh, stealing self-confidence, trying to destroy who you are as a person, escapism, depression, despair, Defeatism, you'll go through that whole list there. Passivity. Next one. Fear. Look at, look at the, um, the bottom one here. Sensitiveness, sensitiveness. Self-awareness. Fear of man. Fear of disapproval. Self-consciousness. I tell you, that one is bigger than you might realize with so many people. Because people actually sin because of fear of man. We sin, people sin, because they're afraid what someone else is going to think of them. Peer pressure, you know, high school. Oh, come on, just try this. Just try that. Come on, don't be a wimp. Don't be a sissy. Come on, everyone's doing it. You need to do this. So what do we do? We change our standards, what we believed, we know is right or wrong, whatever it is, because of fear of man and peer pressure. What, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? It can be our flesh. It can be more than that sometimes. All right, next one. Fear of judgment. Mental illness. There's a whole list there. Paranoia. Next one. <coughs> Pride can actually have its own its own category all by itself too. But it can also fit in other places as well. All right, next one. Fear of authority. You ever see that? Mm -hmm. All right. Next one. All right. Let's go next one. Impatience. Here's one that we can highlight and circle. Maybe. Impatience is the category heading. Agitation, frustration, intolerance, resentment, and criticism. I, for me that one was with Dick Robinson was check, 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 check and check, encircled. Cause I had all that for absolutely a question. And it's one of the first reasons, first way Holly knew I was actually delivered was when I came home after Dick Robinson's place We're sitting at the kitchen table and I was very noise sensitive. I think I got it from my dad, and maybe it's just a thing, but sometimes it's more than just a thing. I still have to use self-control now because sometimes I still notice it bother me. But like, if someone's chomping their food with their mouth open or their gum, and after a while, like, and I mean, it was, and for me, like, there's actually a term. Holly looked up online because it was annoying her how I would notice and the kids couldn't enjoy their food. And she, there's some certain name for it or whatever. I don't remember what it was, but after that, after I went for deliverance and took care of some of those things. The very first night we're at the table, kids are just little, this is 2011, and they're all making noise and they're doing stuff and pass this and throw that and you know, just you know, family table stuff. And uh, they're making lots of noise and usually Holly would say, you're, she, I'd be like, would you guys keep it down? Will you guys be quiet? Will you guys stop? And I didn't say anything. She's like, you're not gonna ask them to be quiet? I'm like, I'm, what? She goes, you're not gonna say anything? They're being like really noisy more than normal. I'm like, oh, I didn't notice, I didn't even notice. And I'm telling you, for me, I can't say for everybody, for me, it was a demon. It really was. It was irritating me, making me angry at my own children over something so stupid as food, chomping. Oh, my gosh, the world's going to come to an end. Oh, you know, like, But I'm telling you, are you guys okay? All right. I'm being honest with you guys, so um, let's go to the next one. <coughs> False burden grief, sorrow, all right, fatigue, next one, all right, you guys can take pictures, you can, I can email it to you as well, Uh, next one, I'm not saying this is the exhausted list of demons. Uh, there probably wouldn't be uh, such a thing, because it's, uh, but these things can definitely be spirits. All right. Next. Got a whole sexual category there, which there's words on there you don't know, then that's okay. Also under religion, there's a lot of different things over there. Next one. Is that the last one okay so under religion you see religion is usually used as a good term it is a good term but also uh, everything can have a negative connotation as well when we turn Christianity into a religious formula of do's and don'ts and not have a relationship with Jesus it can make things uh, unhealthy and that's why you get legalism doctrine of obsession Seduction, doctrinal error, fear of God, fear of hell, fear of lost salvation, religiosity. Those things actually fall in the category of, of religious spirits. And they can actually torment your life. They torment your life. Whisper, like, you lost your salvation. God doesn't really love you. You're not really forgiven. That's not Jesus speaking to you. Okay? Okay. That is actual demons. They're they're, they're voices. They speak. They're like a breath. They try to get you. Once you start meditating on that thought and thinking about it, meditate on it, next thing you know, you're really doubting it. You're really struggling. And then you, you have doubt and unbelief, right? Okay. All right. Next one. And this one is the last one? Okay. Last one here. False religions, different occult practices and stuff like that. All kinds of weirdness on there. There's all kinds of weirdness in the world. All kinds. All right. So that's a look at some of the demons. We looked at the ones listed in the the Bible, some of the ones that are hinted at the Bible, some of the ones I personally have experienced, and look at the ones from the the list there. You can clear that now. If you want to see more of those, you can look at them. You can get your list. You can pray over it and ask God if you have any of them. If you do, we can take care of it. If you don't, you're good to go. But if you do, you can get rid of them, okay? So um, part, no, question, part two of this is I want to get a closer look at demons, how they gain access. I already mentioned they gain access to generational sins. They gain access to sins done by us and sins done to us or against us. So that's a broad look, but we're to look at a closer look. And one of, our, from one of our Sozo tools called Four Doors. Four Doors. Now, Four Doors, there's four main ways that demons gain access into our lives, and that's through the door of fear, the door of hatred, the door of sexual sin, and the door of of the occult and witchcraft. Okay? Now, under fear, it might manifest differently in your life or in my life. It might manifest like worry, unbelief. You can see that underneath fear coming down. Um, Need to control. This is actually taken from our cheat sheet in Sozo. So when you're in your Sozo meeting, I'm looking down at my paper. This is what I'm looking down at, my little cheat sheet we have so um, under fear, you got worry, unbelief, need to control, anxiety, isolation, apathy, and actually, you know, fear gets so intense that people turn to drugs and alcohol, try to get that, that feeling to go away. Because when they're under the influence of drugs or alcohol, they're not afraid anymore uh, for some people. Under hatred, if hatred's in your life, it could look like bitterness, could look like envy, gossiping, slander, self-hatred low self-worth, and anger, okay? <clears throat> under sexual sin, we have adultery, pornography, fornication, lewdness, molestation, rape, incest, fantasy, and under cult, you see stuff I mentioned before, video games, media, all that kind of stuff today, the movies and stuff. You have to really be careful what we let our kids see. You know, and a lot of times in sozo appointments, we ask Holy Spirit how is a door to fear opened in our lives? So they asked Holy Spirit that question. And many times, many times, the door to fear was opened in their lives by, they walked into the room and their parents are watching something on TV. And they saw something like this very shocking, alarming image on the TV through a movie they're watching or a bad commercial. Maybe it's Halloween time like it is right now. And they had these crazy, spooky stuff on there, of Freddy Krueger and different things trying to scare us and stuff. And I'm telling you, it's all demonically inspired stuff. And a child walks in the room, and they see something like that, and boom, the door to fear is opened in their life. I'm not saying it's the only way, but I've just said, saying I've seen that many times in our SOZO meetings. So when we're going through a meeting, uh, we ask people, if they ask God to ask them, ask them to ask God is this door opened? Then we start looking at different areas of fear in their life that need to be closed. And these areas is where things have happened. So for example, in fear, they could have went through a car accident. They had this car accident, and then shock and trauma happened during the accident. And from then on, when they drive in a car, it's like, they're just really stiff and they're really nervous. Some of that's natural. But sometimes a spirit can ride in on that fear, on that trauma, and they can actually have a spirit of trauma on them. And it's way more common than you think. Uh, unemployment. Someone could lose their job. And fear comes in. What am I going to do? What if God doesn't provide? What's going to happen? And all of a sudden, fear and torment can start coming in. And we stop trusting, resting in God. We get, and, and fear can come in. And actually, a, a spirit of fear can come in. All right? Uh, abuse. You've been abused. Someone's been abused. Then they get fear of punishment or assault. And they can't go out anywhere. Afraid someone's going to hurt them, attack them, or whatever. And uh, and so illness, someone's getting sick. You can actually be a spirit come on people, and they get sick, and their, ch- or their child gets sick. They have fear of this happening, fear of that happening. It can really torment them. Do you know people like that? Like if, if you're hypochondriacs, you know, if it's going around town, it's got to it's go to this guy's house because, you know, he's going to be calling it to his house, calling it in, and he bring it to me. Um, you know, ungodly fear can actually open the door, to things to come into our lives. Didn't Job say that? What I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. So we actually have to really be careful um, what's in our heart. Because didn't the Bible say above all things, guard our hearts? Guard our hearts from those things. So um, all right, under hatred, we can see it can start like this. <coughs> Excuse me. Possibly hating how someone made you feel. So you didn't really hate the person, but you hated how they made you feel. Then after a while, you hated, sort of hated the person. Then it became angry, became bitter, and even hatred, or even it can turn into self-hatred. You hate yourself, hate how they made me feel. There must be something wrong with me. I hate myself. And I'm telling you, this is very, very common, self-hatred. Usually when we go through these SOZO tools and we go through working people with area of forgiveness, the hardest person for them to forgive is themselves. Why do you think I'm telling you guys this stuff? Do you think I just couldn't think of anything else in the Bible to talk about? Okay, honestly, I heard God say to me before I started this. And it's been in my heart for a while, but I've heard him say, it's time. You need to tell them. You need to tell them. So um, the more free you are, the more free you can help others become. Okay? Okay. So uh, sexual sin, I don't have to go into that much, but just so many ways today for that door to become open. Phones, man, kids have access 24-7 to pornography. Children, like elementary school, 24-7, they can see something that you and I have probably hopefully never seen. And the devil is after our kids. He's doing it this way, many other ways. But there's sec- when the sexual sin door opens, then you get, you know, it can come worse and worse and worse. It can go through family lines. It, it, it can be very bad, turn into rape, addictions to pornography, addiction to thing. You come People come on pedophiles and things like that. And it's sometimes it's a demonic spirit in the person that needs to be cast out of them. And they actually become a pretty good person when it's gone. Even though you still might be terrified of them. Because if you read their rap sheet on the internet or something, um... Some people are born with those spirits, okay? I want to show you stuff in the Bible. Like, there's sexual spirits open a door. It's different than other sins. Jesus talked about this. The Bible talks about this. But 1 Corinthians 6.18 says this, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are, are outside of his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. So this door of sexual sin open can be open. Uh, by us, but also we open generationally. You know, uh, I want to show you this verse in Deuteronomy 23 2. <laughs> this is becoming more and more common today, but people need to know this verse still. But one of illegitimate birth shall not enter the assembly of the Lord, even to the tenth generation, none of his descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord. And I'm going to say this in love, okay? If you were born, and uh, you, your parents became pregnant with you before they were married, there is a possibility that you receive this spirit of illegitimacy. Okay? It says here, they shall not enter the temple of the Lord even up to the 10th generation. 10 generations. You don't see that in any other, any other topic. It's three to four generations under idol worship. Under sexual sin, it's now 10 generations. Okay? So I have a good friend of mine, a pastor friend. And he, he was struggling with feeling illegitimate. Didn't think of it really about his birth or anything. Just like he wasn't, just something deficient in him, something lacking in him, just wasn't good enough, didn't measure up, just really struggling with his identity and just how he felt. And he was praying one day and God said, you're illegitimate. And he goes, what? God, you would never say that to me. What is this? This can't be God. This must be the devil. He said, ask your mother. So he calls up his mother and uh, he tells, asks his mom, "Mom, were you was I pregnant? Were you pregnant with me before? Uh, were you pregnant with me before you guys were married?" And she goes, "Who told you that? My sister tell you that? Who told you that?" He goes, "Nobody told me that. God told me that." She goes, "Yes." And I'm so ashamed. I'm so ashamed. He goes, "Why didn't you tell me?" He's now fifty something. He goes, "I've been carrying that my whole life. You know, and you might too." And today, it's we have more children born out of wedlock than ever before, and but the spirits are the same. Yesterday, today, until Jesus puts them somewhere for good. So again, I'm telling you this to empower you, but um, these spirits are real, and they're easy to take care. We have to take care of them. So a kid can grow up totally insecure. And it was, and you would have in the same home, as a child that was born after they were married, and all of a sudden this one seems this way, this one seems a different way. You can see that in a home anyway, but you can, but, but sometimes it's, there's something spiritual there. They need broken off them, okay. In the occult, I mentioned this story last. We got to tell it briefly. Don't do it. It's Halloween tomorrow. Don't, don't, don't uh, go for cheap thrills and stuff that you don't understand. You say, Will this stuff work sometimes, but it does more than, more damage than good. You give a devil an inch, it'll take a mile. Whether you're accidentally being involved or you're intentionally being involved, it can have a negative impact on you. All right, I mentioned this last week, but these kids in China were in a classroom, and the teacher left to go get something down the hallway, and they had a Ouija board in their classroom. Have anyone see that uh, chocolate bar commercial for uh, since I mentioned last week for uh, the the kicks chocolate bars the little ones you break and they're really yummy Twix those Twix yeah and those, they had a horrible commercial I saw this week where uh, they're playing with a Ouija board picking which chocolate bar they're gonna get and, this, and they're like the spirits have chosen. Okay, they sell these things at Walmart. I think someone sent me a picture of it this week. uh of Dave Mark of the, the shelf at Walmart stacked from top to bottom with Ouija boards. It's not monopoly, all right? It's not checkers and, uh, you know, Wheel of Fortune games that uh, you're actually dealing with demonic spirits when you're doing those things. So these kids started playing with a Ouija board they had in the classroom, which why I was in the classroom? I don't know. And when they came back, all the kids in the class were manifesting demons on the floor. And a teacher came back, what's going on? And they had to call a priest to come get help for these kids. So, uh, yeah, don't do stupid stuff like that, amen. But if you do, guess what? Jesus is our deliverer. I know we talk about these things. We can make it sound really scary. And I'm really not trying to scare you. I'm trying to empower you with information and also empower you that Jesus is victorious over all this stuff. I did do, I tried the Ouija board, I told you that. It didn't work for me when I touched it because of my parents' prayers, because of my grandparents' prayers, and uh, they said because I was a pastor's kid, I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, really, to be honest, I think it... But anyway, but um, don't do it, okay? Last point, this one's shorter, is uh, possible signs <coughs> that you may have a demon influence on in you. Derek Prince lists some common characteristics of demons, and uh, I'm going to read those to you. It's well, number one is demons entice. They verbally tempt people to lie, cheat, and steal. Oh, just, just do it. Just go, who's going to know? Who's going to notice? You can, you can take that. No one's going to notice. Who's, who's going to know? Okay. The demons harass. Demons torture. They can be torture like arthritis, mental torture like fear of going insane, spiritual torture like inner accusations, like you've committed the unpardonable sin. Okay. People actually hear that in their heart. You've committed the unpardonable sin. Guess what? It is a demon speaking that to you. I don't want you to be tripped out that you can hear demons speak, but they're just in the spirit realm. They speak. They do. Okay. Um, You don't have to listen to them and it's good to ignore them and command them to leave. But um, they do speak. Demons compel. Derek Prince said, no word is more characteristic of a demon And it's activity than the word compulsive. This can be anything from drugs, alcohol, food, biting your nails, cleaning the house, compulsive talking, gambling, or whatever. Um, Compulsive talking may also open the door for demonic spirits of gossip and criticism, fault finding and stuff. Okay. Another one, demons enslave. um, Locked up in repetitive sin, like lying, stealing, things like that. Demons cause addictions. (coughs) Excuse me. Smoking, eating, drinking, television, Facebook, cell phones. You know, our cell phone society today, if you take someone's cell phone from them in school, these kids have a meltdown. They have a meltdown. I probably have some kind of terminology for that nowadays, for what doctors call that. Um, Sometimes we might just need to turn it off and and put it aside and see if we're addicted or not. And then ask, Holy Spirit, is this an unhealthy addiction? is it? Is it? Is is it just my flesh or is there a spirit in this? Okay. Um, Demons also are known for defile, defiling people. Unclean spirits try to defile our mental lives. They try to pollute our thoughts and imaginations with impure, lustful images or fantasies. For example, if lustful thoughts arise while you're taking communion or you're having your communion time with the Lord, you're quietly just praising, worshiping Jesus, all of a sudden this really awful image goes through your mind, well, guess what? It probably wasn't your flesh. It probably wasn't God. Okay? It doesn't make you a creepy, evil person. It means you're alive, and the devil's trying to distract you from the presence of God and think that you're a creepy, horrible person, so you won't give God praise. You're too dirty and unclean to give God praise. They can pollute people's speech, and they deceive they could attack people's bodies. You saw different things in the Bible Jesus talked about where he healed them and of these, delivered them from demons. The next thing you know, they're they're healed in their bodies. And 28 signs of possible demonization are this. I'll end with this. You guys are like maxed out. And I'm sorry, but I don't know any other way to share this with you right now. But um, 28 signs of possible things are addictions, or appetites out of balance, <coughs> behavior extremes, bitterness, and unforgiveness. People make light of those things, but it absolutely opens the door to demons in your life. Bitterness, and unforgiveness, as Jesus said, forgive, forgive. Compulsive behavior patterns, deceptive personalities and behavior, depression, emotional disturbances, escapism, fears and phobias, guilt and self condemnation, hearing voices, hereditary illnesses, heretical beliefs involvement in false religions, irrational behavior, lack of mature relationships, legalism and spiritual bondage, nightmares, occult involvement, out of control tongue, reoccurring of long-term sickness, self-centeredness, sexual aberrations, suicidal tendencies, undiagnosed symptoms, violent tendencies, withdrawn, antisocial behavior, and there's probably others but those are some those are his 28 um signs that a spirit may be bothering your life now you could have some of those you could have all of those and um but whether you do or not the point is you need to ask Holy Spirit do I need delivered from these things is this a spirit do I need delivered from it and if you do then you need to humble yourself and ask someone to pray for you and get them gone. Okay? Take yourself to the car wash and get some stuff cleaned up. Okay? And guess what? You'll be glad that you did. I don't know anyone who went for deliverance then uh, got set free from things, thought, man, I wish those spirits were back. So I guess there was that one lady. But she, I didn't do deliverance on her, but I told her she wanted the spirits to come back. But, um, but I don't personally know them that I've done deliverance with where they said, Uh, I I wish they were back, okay? I feel like I got some things staring at me right now. (laughs) But uh, I love you guys. Breathe, okay? Breathe. Everything is not a demon. I know that. I know that. Not everything on my list was a demon. I had things on my list, my demon list, my deliverance, that wasn't a demon. It was me. But I had other things on that list was absolutely was not me, that I thought was me. Okay, so all I'm asking you to do is take some time and pray about it. If you need this list to go over it again, ask God, because the, the result is more freedom. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. You'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. Do you want to just keep living in deception and, and denial, and, or do you want to know what God's version of you, the 2.0 version of you, could really look like? oh man, God's called me this, but I can't even picture myself doing this, this, and this. Well, guess what? There might have been a limiter on you, some kind of governor set on you, some demonic spirit, governing how you think about yourself that's limiting your calling and destiny into your life. I'm not trying to give demons more, ac- more credit than they deserve because our flesh does have a part of this. But if we've been in agreement with them our whole life and we just thought it was us, I'm telling you, it's so much easier to get rid of a demon than to change your flesh. But when you get rid of the demon, sometimes your flesh changes too. It's, it's like, a, I said this a few weeks ago, I'm going to say it again. Randy Clark said after he got deliverance that he goes, man, I don't even feel like I'm tempted anymore. But God told him not to say that. He said, you are, you are still tempted because you're human. But he's, it's like the demonic version of temptation is so much higher and stronger than our flesh version. Okay, so he was at the flesh version of of random temptations here and there where before he was at this other place and it was like hard to fight. Like you're at the computer and your hand's trembling because you're like wanting to click this button to see these pictures. And it's like you can't stop it from shaking. Guess what? You might need deliverance because you got a perverted spirit. It's a demon. And that demon is trying to make you believe you can look at a naked woman in a picture or a man and it's somehow going to make your life better. Some going kind to of satisfy some desire of your life, some kind of desire. Well, no, it destroys brain cells. And doctors tell you it destroys brain cells. It, it opens doors to demons in our lives. And it makes you into a pervert. You can't walk by women without checking them out and looking at them and, and stripping them in your minds. And guess what? It's demons. It's demons. Jesus didn't de- have demons. He doesn't want us to have any either. He was not perverted, and you don't have to be there. Amen. Amen. I love you. All right. So I'm not calling anybody up and asking you to uh, get a, a mass deliverance session or anything like that. All I want to do is you be bold enough to go home when we're done and ask God, Do I need some help? If the answer is yes, get it. If you're good to go, praise God. I hope you're right. And, um, I want to bless you guys. So, you guys stand up. I'm gonna pray for you. <laughs> Some stuff are uh, more spiritually realized. There's reasons why you get around certain people and they give you the creeps. You might say it's judgmental, it's critical, it's harsh. Sometimes it's a demon. Sometimes it's your own fear and paranoia. But sometimes it's a demon, okay? So let me pray for you guys. Jesus, this is what you did. When you came on the earth, you went around doing good, healing all who were oppressed for the devil, for you were with them. For God was with you. You came to destroy the works of the devil, setting people free like Mary Magdalene, (laughs) people like the the man in the the garden, the the Gerasenes, the book of Mark, you cast out demons, looks like daily, all the time you came to set us free for the devil's strongholds in our life so God I pray that uh, this house, these people will know true liberty, true freedom true deliverance from evil, from addictions from self-hatred low self-worth and value from trauma, from witchcraft manipulation whatever's going on God, from fear I pray they be released. And God, you would give them wisdom, counsel, understanding. Let them know if they need to have some deliverance. And you'll give them the boldness and the confidence to to get the help they need. Because God, I know you want to and I want to see version 2.0 of them. So God, I bless them in Jesus' name. I thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Love you. Hope you're okay. Um, God bless you. Have a wonderful day.